We've never had a team lose so badly. You're all fired. All four are fired. The famous catchphrase from the popular The Apprentice with Donald Trump as host for its 14 first seasons. It was a show that was rather known for its competitiveness and sometimes its ruthlessness. Welcome to Inside the Comfort Zone. You're listening to the podcast that redefines personal and professional development and talks about stress-free performance and helping you live your best life with more ease. And my name is Adam Kowalik. In a world of the increasingly competitive and fast-paced business world, it can be tempting to focus solely on profits and productivity. And in such a world the most cutthroat seems to be the most rewarded. However, when this kind of situation has come to be expected, I'd argue that being kind, caring and showing compassion has become a competitive advantage, a way to stand out among the rest. The business news in the past few months have featured the firing of tens of thousands of employees at Twitter, Google, Amazon, Zoom and Microsoft, to mention just a few, and some of the biggest. Reports have been coming in sharing how people have received their notice over templated email after having been part of the company for over 20 years. Whatever the reasons are for letting people go, I think there's always room for some decency, respect and humaneness. When Microsoft announced that they were laying off 10,000 people, They did something that I think showed some level of compassion and care. In a statement, the company's CEO, Sataya Nadella, said, We know this is a challenging time for each person impacted. The senior leadership team and I are committed. As we go through this process, we will do so in the most thoughtful and transparent way possible. The last few words tell me that they are going to go about this whole thing with a level of care and respect that if I was being fired, I would have wanted to receive in that process. We will treat our people with dignity and respect and act transparently, Nadella wrote. These decisions are difficult but necessary. They are especially difficult because they impact people and people's lives our colleagues and friends. What Nadella manages to display here is some understanding and some kindness. You can handle this situation poorly or you can handle it well. And when there is an option, I'd say go with the one that handles it well. Here's Indra Noi, PepsiCo's trailblazing former CEO who drove record profits and did so while investing in employee well-being, consumer health and environmental sustainability, speaking about the importance of caring in business and the role business has in society, which is from the episode of Indra Noi says it's time for leaders to care on the podcast Rethink with Adam Grant. When I went to the Yale School of Management and did a master's in public and private management, it was way ahead of its time. Because what Yale was teaching way back in 1978 was that companies are rooted in society. They have a duty of care to every society and community they're part of. 
So we have to think of all stakeholders and think of the impact of every company on every constituency it deals with before it sets a strategy of financial objectives. And looking at our current state of business, there's a growing trend to care and to connect to social goodwill, which Indra gives a quick reflection on. This whole ESG stakeholder theory purpose has brought us full circle back to Yale's original goal of, uh, you know, linking companies into societies. So... What is emerging is that when caring, being compassionate and kind, not only in business but also in leadership, it brings positive results for their customers, their employees and for themselves as well. A survey that was conducted by a branding consultancy in the UK involving 1,500 people showed that only one in three agreed strongly that they had a kind boss and 25% considered their leader to be unkind. Their respondents that said that they had a kind boss were more likely to say that they would stay at their company for at least another year, and 96% of the respondents said that being kind at work was important to them. Research by psychometrician Joe Falkman. Psychometrician is a branch of psychology focused on testing and measurements has found that leaders rated by their staff as more likeable also tended to be rated highly on effectiveness. Falkman studied 360-degree feedback ratings of more than 50,000 leaders. 360-degree feedback is a system in which employees receive confidential, anonymous feedback from the people they work with, including peers, direct reports, managers and customers. Another finding in Falkman's study was that businesses with more likeable leaders scored higher on a whole range of positive outcomes, such as profitability and customer satisfaction. Kindness in leadership results in a more positive atmosphere at work and employees perform better as well. Here's the voice of Amy Kim, the founder and CEO of Kindtail, and their company mission is to reinvent pet living one design at a time. And they have one simple philosophy. Be kind to pets and people. And when I asked her about the importance of kindness in the running of her business, she answered. In my opinion, um, best companies, teams and businesses reflect the most critical traits of their CEO or leader. And when I began Kindtail, I knew the core of my business was going to be the word kind. It's a simple word, but with tremendous depth. Um, for instance, when it's challenging as a CEO, I'm reminded to be kind to myself. And when I hear from customers who might be frustrated, I try to lead with kindness. And when I come up with a new product, I remind myself to celebrate that and to be kind to myself instead of moving on quickly. This is not just the opinion of Amy. In fact, leaders who are fair, self-sacrificing and stand up for their team seems to act as good role models, as was found in a study by psychologist Michelangelo Vinello from the University of Padua in Italy. Vinello asked nurses a series of questions at a public hospital inquiring about their boss. 
In the situations where the nurses thought their boss was fair, self-sacrificing and stood up for their team, they themselves were more likely to be more like their boss or to become a better person and reported a desire to do something good for someone else. Here's Amy again sharing more about how kindness plays an operational part in her professional as well as her personal life. And at the core of our business, kindness is a belief, character trait, and a value that I hope is reflected in everything we do. And what makes this word most impactful to me is that I hope my children also reflect that word because of what they see from their mom and what their mom chooses to do each day as a professional. And when they get older, that they'll say that their mom at home or at work, frustrated or enthused, would always lead with kindness. We are at a time when caring about the people, about the planet, is critical due to the state of the world because of the current environmental, economic, health and social crises that are affecting people all around the globe. Climate change, global inequality, pandemics and economic hardships are all examples of why it is important to now prioritize the state of the world and take action to create a better future for all. A business that cares is what I call a better business. Caring not only about their customers, but also their employees and their suppliers, as well as the planet as a whole. Business these days is a global concern. We're ordering and shipping products that have been made abroad, sometimes half across the planet. We're using services that are located and executed remotely in other regions of the world. So what you do as a small business owner actually has global implications. And this is why I think that businesses that care are businesses that will succeed in the future. Ultimately, businesses that recognize the power of kindness will reap the rewards of a successful, productive and compassionate business. That's what I call a win-win-win solution. And I'm not only talking about the implications of the world here. On a more local and personal level, it matters that we be kind to each other because kindness creates a positive environment that's conducive to growth and development. When we're kind to one another, we create trusting relationship, cultivate emotional intelligence and show respect for diversity in thought and perspective. Kindness creates a sense of safety connectedness and joy in the relationships we have with each other and it can have a powerful ripple effect in our communities. Ultimately, being kind leads to better communication and understanding between individuals, making the world a better place. Here's an area to consider which is far from my expertise, although I have opinions about it. I am not qualified to say much about it. I am talking about politics. Now, you would think that in a world of politics, being kind can't be an effective thing if you look at some of the examples throughout history. However, academic Jeremy Freimer conducted an analysis that analyzed the language used by members of the US Congress during floor debates between 1996 and 2015. 
And in his study, he showed that the approval ratings of congressmen and congresswomen went down when they were uncivil in their speeches in the House and up if they were more polite and generous. All right, so you're probably thinking that was up until 2015. And then came Trump. Well, things might have changed a bit when he came into the picture. At the same time, Freema and his team discovered that very few of Trump's fans actually liked his most vile tweets. The support that they gave him wasn't due to his outrageous behaviour, but rather in spite of it. We are wired to conserve energy. It increases our chance for survival. This is important to understand when it comes to kindness. Doing something for someone else which isn't directly benefiting yourself seems like a lot of effort without much return and this will not be a highly motivated activity. But research has shown that when you focus on the positive benefits your kindness can have for the person you're helping, instead of focusing on the efforts involved, you're more willing to be kind. It's been shown that when you help others, there is an increased activity in a certain area of the brain called cingulate cortex, which indicates that it's involved in helping you learn to be kind to others. This area is only triggered when you're helping someone else, not in the case when you are helping just yourself. So if you're a leader, business owner, or if you're an individual, here's my invitation to you. Practice compassion and kindness. Be mindful about the impact you have on others. Focus on being kind and do kind acts in small and simple ways. And you will not only make a bigger difference over time, but you will also be teaching your brain to do more of it. And this will make your impact grow even more. I will end by sharing this quote by Seneca. Wherever there is a human being, there is an opportunity for kindness. Thanks for listening to Inside the Comfort Zone with me, Adam Kowalik, and I'll be back next week with another regular episode. If you like the show, please follow and rate it on Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think should hear what we spoke about today, please share it with them. The best way to get the episode as soon as possible is to subscribe to Inside the Comfort Zone via Spotify or whatever podcast app you like to use. Check out some of the previous episode by visiting insidethecomfort.zone. That is insidethecomfort.zone. Inside the Comfort Zone was brought to you by Adam Kowalik, life coach, speaker and author on a mission to redefine personal and professional development. Thank you for being you and please keep it up. Talk more soon.